You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you guys, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, and I have a very dear friend and a badass boss babe, princess woman, all of the things, and you will get to meet her very soon, but I want to spend some time introducing her. Now, I can give you the formal uh, uh, introduction, but I got to give you the personal introduction first because I met Kayla back in February of 2016, and Number one, that blows my mind that it's been a year and a two and a half years now. But oh my gosh, she shows up and just a little light beam and peppy and excited and smiling, like ear to ear, like not just regular smiling, like radiating. I'm like, who is this woman? She knows herself. I got to meet her. And so, you know, she actually shared her story and it was quite moving quite moving. And um, I have tons of questions for you to share your story, Kayla. I'm so excited. But um, I have watched her evolve over the last two and a half years. And I, honest to God, adore her and like nearly idolize her. I think she's just, she plows through her barriers and she declares these insane new realities. And the next thing I know she's living them. And I think it's amazing. So I couldn't think of a better person to bring you today than this beautiful heart, Kayla Jetta. She is an ontological life coach for conscious entrepreneurs who crave living an epic life. She is the co-founder of the Rise Leadership Circle. This is something new and she's going to bring it to you guys today. I'm so pumped. She is a fierce stand for entrepreneurs who embrace who they are and make their work, um, make their mark on the world. So when she's not coaching, Kayla can be found traveling the world, snuggling her adorable puppy Murphy. You guys, she gets photo shoots for her puppy and I've never, it's like so adorable. So after this episode, please go check it out and check on her. And she also drinking her green juice. She's vegan and honest to gosh, Kayla, like you're one of the most, um, like consistent vegans. I have people all time all the time say, Oh, I'm vegan, but then I don't see that happening. I love, I really would love for you to share. Well, I'm probably going to ask you about your diet and like how you stay consistent with that, because I think a lot of us aspire to do that, but maybe probably don't get there. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Abigail. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. I just love all of the different ways that we have gotten to like to weave our lives together over the years. And here's another new level for us. And it's so cool. Yeah, totally. So give us a little bit about you because obviously I've got my view of you, but I'd love for you to share your heart with our listeners. Oh gosh, that's like a question that I ask people when I interview them too. And it's, of course we want to ask it and then being asked it, it's like, where do I even start? Who am I? <laughs> Um, here's what's up for me right now. I'm really connected to the thought of living my most epic life and having every single person around me live theirs too. And that is the thing that's driving me to get out of bed every morning and to just show up in the world and play a really big game, especially when I'm scared or even when I don't know how. And so that's what I'm doing everywhere I go. Like whether I am getting my morning workout in at Pure Bar, I'm connecting with women around me and just having conversations to evoke that. Or if I am, you know, just energetically passing someone on the street or in a store. And with my clients too, I'm just really conscious of evoking epic lives right now. I love that. Now I would, I really want to ask you about this because I did an episode called Ask Abigail Anything. And one of the main questions I want to ask you 
because it's basically what you're saying, getting out of bed every morning with that purpose, that intention, and like that energy. I was asked, where do you come up with all this energy to do all the things? Where do you come up with all the energy to do all the things? My answer is probably multifaceted. Like, um, literally I get it from, like we mentioned before my diet and being super committed to bedtime. Mm. I know myself and it had, if I did not get eight hours, at least eight hours of sleep a night, I probably would not be how I am currently. So that's like the literal piece of it. And that does play a big role. And then also what's motivating me and inspiring me is just the fact like, shit, we have work to do in the world right now. Like this is not the time to be sleeping in. (laughs) And I'm just connected to the fact that the world is hungry for us to show up in a big way. Mm. I love that answer. Thank you for that. Um, You know, I, I just wrote it last night. I was creating some content and it's like, we, there is a demand in our industry. There's a demand for us. And, you know, education keeps showing up in my conversations again. And I'm not sure I'm listening, but I haven't decided what that's about yet. But the fact that people are spending four years and thousands of dollars on degrees that we either never use or only use for a few years. And then come later in adulthood, when people really decide, okay, I'm getting more clear or I'm in search then they hire a coach or they join a course or something, right? So there's a huge demand for us and our industry and there's really room for everybody. And so um, thanks thanks for bringing that conversation. What do you have to say about that? Everything has a purpose. So I never think like if someone goes and gets a degree and makes that investment and then they end up not being in that field, I do not ever think that's a waste. I know that that journey was so purposeful and it's exactly on their path. And I love that we get to see right now, our paths are always evolving. No longer do we have to say, just because I got a degree in this or I chose this field right out of high school that I have to stick here. It's totally okay to be evolving. In fact, that is the way. And so of course, coaching plays a big role in that. Coaches hold a space for everyone else to discover what's really up for them. And like, who doesn't wanna have that in their life right now? <laughs> thank you. You brought up two perfect pieces to that puzzle. Like, thank you. There ain't none wrong with the education, right? And moving through spaces. Like you said, that served a purpose and it was part of your process. Like, I know that becoming a teacher for me was a launching pad to becoming a public speaker. I learned how much I love speaking and I learned, I learned how much I love impacting people. Right. It really solidified that for me. And then right wrap that right back up is that you don't have to be locked in to that first choice. So thank you because it can actually just be a milestone and it very likely is. However, because we've spent four years doing something or because we've spent so much money on something, maybe even more than four years, we feel like we have to stick with that. And we never evolve. I know way too many people demanding that they stay still kind of, you know, and not in a negative way, but they don't know what's next or they haven't opened their mind up. What do you have to say about that? Thank you. I love, one, I hope that I'm always growing. I hope that I don't ever actually get to the moment of peaking because if I do, then it's only like downhill from there. And (laughs) so I hope that I'm just always growing and always evolving. And that's my intention. And so I know that I will be. And I get to enjoy where I am at every step along the way. It's not like I'm constantly hurried and looking to what's the next, what's the next, what's the next, but okay, this is where I am right now. And I get to squeeze every bit of juice out of where I am knowing that it's only temporary. It is only a season and then the next one is going to come. Totally. I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up with both of our causes here in a minute, but the always evolving and like, (laughs) I hope I never stop. Like the day I stop is the day I die kind of thing. (laughs) But it's just so great because it really gives permission. And there's two sides of us. There's that side that loves our comfort zone, the predictability, the safety, and it's warm and fuzzy there. But then there's that part that's always invited to change and transform and grow. And I think that we always hear or feel that, but sometimes we don't honor it 
or it's just scary so we don't know how to get started. What do you have to say to people who may be up in that comfort zone and can sense there's time for change or transformation, but just sitting there feeling it? Mm, I have a lot of compassion for people who are in that place. I've been there. I find myself there and I, you know, I'm often in places with other people who are there. So I first, I feel a lot of compassion and I know that like, it's okay. They're not wrong or bad for being there. It's not like constantly stretching is the right way to do it. So I have compassion because I get it and I just honor where they are. And then I know, and I just connect with the excitement of what it feels like to step into that unknown that is scary AF and create something amazing and magical. I'm thinking back to at the beginning of this year, I pulled back my journals from like the month before we first met. We met in February. These are my journals from January of 2016. Mm. And I made some really outrageous declarations for myself that I felt like maybe when I retire, I can have these things. And I had realized of this list of 20, like 18 of them were my reality. And I was blown away and I was like, oh my gosh. And I know that none of that would have ever happened had I not chosen to step into the scary uncomfortableness and grow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And then to the people who are, are in that journaling phase where they're declaring their future, what do you have to say for them to just go in and take the leap? Yeah. Like it's not enough for us to just journal it. That's important. It's a piece of the process. It plays a big role. We also can't avoid it. And that's not how it works. Yeah. Like once in a while, sure, maybe, but (laughs) if you're really for most of us, most days, we actually get to get out there and take that intention. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to say it's never happened, but what we really get to do is take that out in action, in committed, intentional, inspired action, unattached Mm. to the result. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. All the things I feel like, I feel like I just went to church. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's just so great. And I, I really love what you said about having compassion for the people that are there right now. Because, you know, I, I hear this all the time. I'm constantly working with new clients. And when I'm in the, you know, in the process, the enrollment conversation, I'll hear often like, it just, I feel so comfortable right now. So I just want to stay here. And I'm like, Oh, I get it. I know that that feels good. And you are doing a disservice to yourself. And that's the interruption that I constantly want to be. So the moment that someone says, you know what, I think I'm comfortable. I'm like, okay, now we get to work. Mm. If you are feeling comfortable, this is the time that a coach could really make an impact in your life because comfortable is not a place where we create results from. Right. It's more like pattern or consistent results, same results that you've been having, seeing, you can probably call them a mile away at that point. So, um, and I love, so we were talking about ever evolving. That really is what the Hearts Unleashed podcast is constantly becoming more of yourself, because I'm going to tell you what, every layer, I think I'm like, I've made it here. I am. I'm my (laughs) fullest self and my fullest life. And it's just not true. And so, and so that's like, it's, it's with love, right? You can enjoy exactly where you are. It's so beautiful. Hello, new you. And there's another avenue of your heart to explore. So thanks for bringing that up. But I also want to know how it applies to the rise leadership circle. That's such a good question. Yeah, Rise Leadership Circle is totally my next level of being my most me self. And I know like it's for this season. It's probably not until I'm 100. Like I'm going to evolve 100 more times or more until then. But it's also not like like, just for a year. It, It is what I'm stepping into next. And I get to really create that. And And what we're doing with Rise Leadership Circle is creating a space for everyone else to step into that too. Rise Leadership Circle is not about just making a lot of money. Yes, our clients do get to experience that, but what it really is about is embracing who you are and getting to go inward and shed the layers of who we think we're supposed to be and actually discover who we really are so that we can then live the life that our soul is wanting us to live and create results from that place. 
Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's so aligned. And I feel like we've been aligned since we've met. It's been very fun to watch you, you know, same thing. Here's all these evolutions. Here's this new like program project. And that's exactly what we are doing. The more we move into not only like our worth as a coach, but like what we have to offer, it's kind of like, look out. And so we're coaches. So we're talking coaching. But where else does this evolve? What sort of clients have you had where they maybe are in a different industry and discovering more of who they are has served their business and their life? Every single one of my clients. I just had a client yesterday. She is a financial advisor and she is really looking at what's next for her. And she knows that part of what's next is making a big disruption in the financial industry that planning is different for women than it is for men. Mm-hmm. And looking at what are the conversations and what are we having? And so she's stepping into a new role where she really gets to own her leadership and it's coming with, you know, a big financial increase, but really what it's doing is allowing her to be more of who she is so that she can impact the world in a bigger way. And that's just one example. Like I could give you an example for every one of my clients. In a different right. I, I, yeah. I hear you loud and clear. I think it's just nice to, um, to really tap into different industries. I, that the whole purpose, like I love on hearts unleashed. I really like, I bring a lot of coaches on because I feel like we are really active in this whole hearts unleashed concept, but bringing people from different industries with different um, movements and projects really kind of expands that reach. But I heard you say something and it was in reference to the impact on the world. Now I feel like when we are conscious people living a conscious lifestyle, we are naturally becoming more present to and honoring that call and then actually taking action on the impact we've discovered we're here to have or make or leave. What do you have to say about that? Mm. So everyone is constantly making an impact on the world. Yes. Right. Every one of us just being us is making an impact in the world. So what I'm always thinking about is, is the impact that I'm making intentional? Am I intentionally making the impact that I want to make, desire to make and believe that would move that would shift the world into the view, into the vision that I see for what us living in harmony looks like. So that's the place we get to go then. Like being conscious means we're being intentional about our impact and we get to actually do something about it, which is great. Thank you for bringing the intentionality because um, said one other way, like the question about impact is that we're always choosing We think we're not, right? Because maybe someone told us something or we had to, we feel like we have to do something, but we're always choosing, choosing one after the other, minute by minute. And so thank you for bringing up the intentionality because if you're intentional about the impact, you're having one anyways. And if you're intentional about your choice, you're making one anyways. And so you're either a leaf in the wind or a flagpole in the ground. That's kind of my favorite analogy of this because no matter what, you're here, but how are you being about it? That's such a beautiful analogy, especially as I was just like, real talk, I live a real life. I was like outside picking up dog poop before this call and amidst (laughs) all the leaves that are falling in my lawn and just thinking about, yeah, if we're just a leaf in the wind, what's often happening is we're like creating clutter for somebody else to do something with. And we're just like, I'm a victim. This is where I have to go. La-di-da. And yet that's an impact. And if we're a flagpole, we are standing for our truth. We are like 100% responsible, really taking ownership and, and allowing ourselves to be the thing, the person that can raise someone else. Mm. Mm. Such a cool analogy. Yeah. Thanks. And you like totally took it to the next level. Thank you. Cause okay. So stand is a, is a common term in coaching. Can we, like, I love when I do get to talk to a coach on here and we begin to translate what a stand is and really have people get a little bit more about our world. Yes. Uh, that's such a good question. So it, and it could look a, a bunch of different ways in my mind. When I say I'm being a stand for someone, what I mean or what I'm saying is I am 100% committed to your vision and your possibility instead of your circumstances. So if you tell me my dream is to 
be able to make six figures and go on five vacations next year. And here's why, here's the impact that that's going to make in my life and the people around me in the world. And then we get on a call the next week and you tell me, well, I just had a client back out and now I don't have any money. Me being a stand for you looks like I am 100% committed to your vision of what's possible for you. And so we're always going to be playing into how do we create that? Who do you get to be to go there and create that rather than, oh, okay, let's just take the week off because you had a shitty situation happen. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it because this is not a conversation I've had on the podcast. This is new. This is very new. I'm in a new spot. Give me a second. (laughs) Okay. And I'll say like, and with love, you know, it's not like something like a circumstance happens and I'm like, oh, too bad because we have to keep moving. It's like, okay, (laughs) let's be here. Let's get you what you need. I am super compassionate and I get how real that circumstance is. So like love on you, source you, get you what you need and get that you're possible, like you have the possibility to expand beyond that. Thank you for the add-on because it's perfect for where I'm going. Um, I, I want to draw the line with complaining, complaint. Like you, you mentioned circumstances and it is so easy. They're so real. They feel so real. Like no money, no time, job I hate, uh, like a not healthy relationship. Those things feel real. And so obviously, so do the complaints that come up because of it. So speak to that. Speak to me, baby. Because like, I think we all have some version. And if we didn't, can you imagine? Yeah. Okay. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. In fact, with Rise Leadership Circle, we have a list of 12 leadership paradigms that we hold as truth and that we invite anyone who's in our community to choose as their truth too. And one of them is that leaders source their experiences. So if that is something that I believe is true, that means if I have a circumstance of, I don't have time for this, I'm so busy for this, I don't have whatever it is, I source that. I created that. I get to be 100% responsible for it. So rather than, I I could just complain, oh, this sucks, my life is this way, it's so horrible. I get to look at, okay, what was the lesson here for me? Why did I create this? Why did I create this experience in my life? What was the gift that I want to get? What was the breakthrough or the next level that I wanted to get? I just created a circumstance within my group of friends that I love so much where I was feeling like the blame game victim me situation. And so after a little bit of like being in that place, I said this to myself, I was like, okay, Kayla, you source this, the results that you're having within the group of people that you love so much, you created. So what was the breakthrough here? And all of a sudden a shift happened like that. I was like, oh my gosh, I get to have a breakthrough in deepening my relationships with these women, like crazy, like getting that I get to be the one for them 100%. And I know that they're the one for me 100%. Yeah. And that was so cool. And so instead of complaining, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a huge opportunity here. I get to create amazing, deep, connected relationships. Thank you. I love the way that you brought that answer. I sourced this. I'm responsible for this. A choice I made previously brought this upon me. The thoughts that I was having are what called this in energetically. Yes. And big on the energetic fields, like, girl, I see you with your crystals over there and your sage. And (laughs) you guys, our energy thoughts become things. And if you don't believe it, take a look at your life. It is very reflective of your thought process. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. Oh, just behind that is your belief systems. So Mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. Just, we can look at it in the most simple of ways. Do we look at our calendar and when someone invites us to something, we say, oh, I am too busy. I do not have time for anything. And then all of a sudden we don't have new clients because we just said, I don't have time for anything. I'm too busy. Or do we say, thank you so much for that invitation. I am so blessed to have a calendar. That is all the places I want to be right now. Here's my choice. Create two totally different outcomes of what comes next. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. This is a little bit of a sidewinder response, but I was asked something the other day and like, he kind of had dry humor, like, or he just said his thing really flat. And I stood there, I smiled at first, but then I said, honestly, I can't tell if you're being truthful or sarcastic. Like I can't respond to you. And he was so uh, uh, like, whoa, I didn't, you know, I didn't know I was being that way. 
I didn't know I wasn't readable kind of thing. And so we don't even know how, like most of the time, what comes out of our mouth or the energy that is assigned to it. Right. And so like you were saying, I love that, that calendar piece, we can switch our language in a second to, and, and here's, um, you know, for the technology side, for people who are really this guys, if you're, if this conversation is really speaking to you and you're like, I want to get responsible for my language, I want to get responsible for my energy. Really, you can look at, is it disempowering or is it empowering? Is how it came out of my mouth, does it empower me and the other person? Like, cause Kayla, I love your calendar piece. Like, man, I'm going to like lock that one in, but it's like, thank you for including me. I'm so blessed to have you in my life and to be invited somewhere. And this is what I choose. So no one's left undone or anything like that. So thanks. Thanks for bringing that. But what, how about you about the empowerment or disempowerment? Absolutely. Like every comment that we make can either move us and the other person forward. Like it can serve us. Every thought that we have, every word that we speak, every choice that we can make can be in service of our greater vision or it can be in disservice, which, which is similar to empowering or disempowering. Like, yeah. you know, does this thought that I'm having, does this choice that I'm making, the words that I'm speaking serve me and my vision and hopefully the world, or is it not of service to it? Yeah. And then we get to choose from that place. Thank you. Cause I was just going to say, how do we choose? How do we make that shift? And so if we just choose, I heard, um, I think it was Eckhart Tolle. I was listening to him on audible. I'm pretty sure it's from the power of now. And that the format of the book is he gets asked a question and he responds. And one of the questions was like, how do we, sur I think it was like, how do we surrender? And he said, how do you drop a hot pan? You just drop it. I was like, Oh, it's like so easy. Like, how do we choose? We just choose. How do we start? We just start. How do we surrender? We just surrender. There's not actually a million steps. We just <laughs> get courageous enough to do it. I needed to hear that today. Thank you very much, ma'am. <laughs> I'm over here mangling my goals, trying to ego trip over them. <laughs> and, you know, I hear, like, it shows up with my clients. It shows up with myself. And we're like, but, but I can't. But how? So then the place we go back to is, are you currently more committed to your circumstances than you are to your possibility? Because if you do not see a way that you could physically choose surrender or choose whatever it is, it's predictable that you are like really, really committed to your circumstances. Yep. Thank and you. that's likely not in service. Maybe in this moment, it's the best you can do. No judgment if that's the place you're in. Often I go there because it's the best that I can do in that moment. And yep. then once I know better, once I know different, I should say not better, but once I know different, elevated, I get to choose outside of it. Yeah. And so you are working with a lot of people who consciously choose outside of their circumstance. And so what is that like? Give us a world, uh, like a window to your world. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. I love this question. It's fun. Every day feels like Christmas. It's so juicy. Here's an example. I had a client recently. She wanted to, she wanted to become my client. She's like, I'm committed. This is going to happen. And I have no clue how to generate the money. And I was like, okay, you can pay in full or we can break in a monthly payment. She's like, okay, let's do monthly. Like, that's what I got. That's where I can start. And so we're like, okay. And so we're making the plan of how this gets to happen for her, what's possible for her. And so we started with like, she did, she couldn't even see how she could pay month one. And, but we got there and she's like, okay, I can make payment for month one. That's awesome. Now all of a sudden she's like bringing clients on. She's like, Oh, I'm having a breakthrough. She just got brought five clients on in two weeks, like breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. And she calls me and says, so I, my husband and I have been looking at how we can really create what we want. And there's a, there actually is a pocket of money that we might pull from. And I would like to make the investment with you for the rest of the year in full. Can I do that? Amazing. Here we go from, I have no possible way of how it can happen. And four weeks later, actually I can pay in full. That's just one example of, and so that happens for them in their own lives, in their own businesses all the time. It's just like miracle after miracle after miracle when we get committed to our vision. Yeah. And I love that drop the hot pan thing because when you do like all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I've, actually already have the money <laughs> or like I had a client this is one of my favorite stories she was ready to make a commitment for the next big level of her life and 
the investment that she got to generate for it was $16,000. And so we got really clear on, okay, she, she is a yes for this. And now in the next 24 hours, she's going to create that to be so having zero clue how that was going to happen. She called me back 30 minutes later and said, I did it. I got it. 30 minutes, $16,000. I mean, that is what starts happening when we get out of our own way and just surrender to possibility. And what we have to commit first, we have to commit to possibility, get out of our own way and then receive. Wow. That like, I have goosebumps, number one. And then my ego is like, how, how did she do that? Well, she dropped the hot pan, damn it. (laughs) She got courageous enough to ask for what she wanted, what she needed. Ooh, speak to that. Speak to that. Asking for what you want. You are great at it, girl. Tell us about it. Yes. You know, thank you. I do believe that is one of my gifts is just asking for what I believe will serve me. That is totally a self-worth thing. If we're disconnected from our worth and our value, not because of what we do, but because of who we are, then it is very challenging for us to ask or make a request for what we need. If we're connected with, I'm innately value because I am a child of God. I'm innately value because I'm a human being, because I am me. Then we can make requests and it's no different than saying, can you pass me a napkin? And it takes courage, right? It can take courage. And so that's what I see my clients do all the time. They get connected with their value enough and courageous enough. And this is the very thing that I support them on. We spend our coaching conversations talking about how do we generate that breakthrough so that they can get their value and their worth. And then they take what we create and go out in the world and ask. And I do it all the time. And it starts with small things. It starts with being at the grocery store and saying, when it's snowing out and I think, oh, it's going to be a pain for me to push this cart out in the snow to say, could I have someone push this cart to my car for me? It starts with making the small requests that then we get, we can also make the big ones. I doesn't care. It does not care. It will send us what we ask if we ask and if we are willing to receive it. Yes. And that's well, the other huge piece. We have to actually be willing to receive. I was going to say, let's dissect that a bit because I know there are people listening who are in that process, but they may still be at some of that beginning stage. Now, I'm actually going to take it a little further back for a second because there's still too many of us out in the world saying, I'm sorry. Can you pass me the napkin? Mm. How many emails? Sorry for bothering you. Blah, 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 blah. So let's cover. I'm sorry first because you girlfriend, you took us and I love it and let's keep going. But let's start back there. The I'm sorry piece. What do you guys say about that one? Oh, that has been my personal work lately. I notice it all the time. Like if I bump into someone in the aisles at Target, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And of course, I didn't mean to bump into them. And what I'm really saying is I shouldn't be taking up space. And so I'm really being conscious of like, excuse me, excuse me. Or like, or I bump into them, oh, hi. Yeah. Like just allowing myself to take up space and be here. And we do it everywhere all the time. I'm sorry to bother you. I'm sorry to call you so late. I'm sorry to, you know, I'm not perfect at it yet, but it starts in the little places of making the request. Another way is just, we just ourselves all the time. I just need a minute of your time instead of, Hey Susie, I'd love to talk. Do you have a minute? Do you have five minutes? Just own that we're making requests for that time. Yeah. Well, and you know, before we jump to the next step is that it, what started to rise up in me was that taking up space or like not is that we're shrinking ourselves or we're intentionally, not intentionally, forgive me, but like we're staying small and trying to not be a burden. Don't be bothersome. Don't make waves. There's everyone has like a different flavor of that inner critic conversation, but it's about staying small, get out of the way. And so let's, you know, commit to breaking that one up. And then I love the, for me, it really triggered when you say, can I have a napkin? Can you pass me a napkin? Cause it is such a wonderful small request and then leveling up a bit. Can someone push this cart to my car for me? Like I would be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Or I'm capable. So I have to do it. But you could make that request. And someone else could absolutely say no. The grocery target, whoever could say we are swamped right now. We can't do that. And I would then could, you know, like come back again with another request or I could be like, okay, but 
someone can say no, just because we make a request does not mean that snap our fingers, the other person's going to jump and do it. <laughs> it's just about the piece that we get that we're valuable enough to make the request. Yes. That we can go I to Target and know that we can get help. Yes. I've got to bring this distinction. So I'm going to get coachy for a second, but requests versus demands. We, mm. <laughs> we make demands disguised as requests people did you hear that hearts you're out there making demands and a demand has a consequence that's the difference a request like Kayla was saying can be yes or no and you move on with your life like that's it the mm -hmm. other person has the freedom to accept the request or decline the request or counter offer let's get real saucy here <laughs> but then a demand has this attachment to it therefore there's a consequence and so we are out in the world so if Kayla's over there asking then you know you could throw a fit about it let's actually take this to significant others we make demands of our significant others and disguise them as requests and what that ends up causing is some flavor of resentment or withholding or manipulation and it just diminishes all of it so how, what do you see over there Ooh, yeah, that's such a good point. We do that, right? All the time as humans, we actually are a demand for something. We're like, if I don't have this need met, there's, I'm going to create a consequence. There will be a consequence. But we frame it as if it's just a request. Oh, I'm just asking maybe if you could please if you have time. And then we get bitter and salty and don't get to actually create the experience we want. So we get to start making demands if they're demands. And that doesn't mean that we're like, I demand you to do this. You know, it's still in how we do it, but we really land the other person. There's going to be a consequence. Yeah, totally. I'll like go back to the dog poop. Like that is what Tom did for me today. Like he was so loving and it was on Thursday. He like brought this to me like, Hey, the dog poop needs to get cleaned up this week. I've been doing it a lot. And I really got, it was a demand. Like he was basically saying you're on dog poop duty this weekend, or there's going to be a, a consequence or else. <laughs> And he didn't, like, he said it in such a loving way, but I got it. And so I knew, like, I get to show up for that at a 10. It was not a request. Yeah. And it makes her life so great. I have to admit, I'm loving how the dog poop is the continued um, example. <laughs> and I love that that's the biggest thing in my, like, in my life right now. Like, the biggest problem I have is that I have to pick up dog poop. So I'm doing pretty good. Like, that's Okay. Hell yeah, you are. That's amazing. Okay. Thank you. And all right. So let's keep this, let's keep this growing. So we've gone from not apologizing, knock it off with the sorry and the shrinking, but then be willing to make the request and we can start small. We can grow into it. All right. But what, Kayla, what about these big, scary requests that we have like stories and things about? Mm, I love that you said like that we have stories about, of course we have stories because we are story makers. That's what we do. We, as humans, we make meaning for everything we get to get. It's no different. Asking for a napkin or $20,000 is the same. It is just a request. Like there's the just word. It's like, it's only a request. It's a request. The only meaning that we put is the meaning we attach to it. So if we are making 20,000 means so much more than a napkin, that's on us. And so if we want to step into making those big requests, we get to get that they're just requests. We just take the energy out of it and make the request. Mm. I love it. And do you do work with your clients or the, my question is like the, what do you make it mean? Right. Mm -hmm. What do you make it mean to get paid 20 K, you know, full pay. Mm -hmm. So what, like, you know, let's tease this one out. Cause what do we make it mean obviously raises up the story. It also raises up the fear. So what have you seen in your work? Well, yes, we make it mean something different all the time. The way that we cannot is to get energy is energy is energy. Money is money is money. $1 is $100,000 in the realm of energy. Energy is energy is energy. And I often think about if you get a bill from a doctor's office, the billing center at the clinic is not sitting there like, okay, this bill is only for $10. So we're going to send it in this way, but this bill is for a hundred thousand dollars. They just send the bills. Like they remove the energy completely and they just churn them out. Like, here you go. And you just get it. And you're just like, Oh, this is what it is. And now I have to pay it. Like, this is what I get to do next. We get to do the same thing. 
And so instead of like, instead of just completely removing any feeling from it, I just assign the same energy to everything like love and appreciation. If I'm going to make a request to someone for $10 or I'm going to make a request for $10,000, I attach the same energy, love and appreciation. Yes. I love that. I love it. Uh, so the, what do you make it mean? We can just kind of start to let go of that. It's all the same. I love what you said. Energy is energy is energy. And you mentioned medical bills. Yeah. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I am clear that the reason I think about that so much is because it had so many medical bills in my life. When I was 19, I had a stroke. And I mean, you better believe that there's some pretty significant medical bills that come with that. While I was attending a freshman in college at a private liberal arts school. So my tuition was already significantly higher than most other colleges. And now I had medical bills on top of that. So after graduating, I was $100,000 in debt from just student loans and medical bills and thinking, where do I go now? How do I create out of this? And I didn't consciously get what I am saying now, but I know that at some level, like my soul got it, which is what allowed me to move through it. And now that I consciously get it, it's just amazing what I can create in that amount of time. Mm. What did your soul know? My soul knew energy is energy is energy. This 100,000 is no different than if it was $100. Mm. And so we just get to show up. And by doing the work that our soul, like that my soul is here to do, that's actually the pathway to not having those blocks and those barriers. I love it. And thanks for sharing that. And thanks for being like really real about that. Because if anyone were to see you now, like you're rocking girl and our egos can say, Oh, I'm not her. She's got it all together. She's perfect. She did this. She did that. Like, or she's doing this and she's doing that. And she's making the money. Like we could look at you and say, wow, how, like, how did she do all that? But you are human. You dealt with things and you beyond that what I really want people to get is if they're in a circumstance I think you've said it before like your stress kind of caused that right like mm -hmm. we all have some level of stress or anxiety and it can literally make us ill it can put us down I got something different out of what you just shared go for it which is that we think Oh, only people who quote, have it all together can be successful. And so we imagine that the, where do I get to in life is to have it all together. And that's not actually it. I don't actually have it all together. I go and break down consistently and a breakdown. It's not me like throwing a temper tantrum on the floor. You know, it simply means, okay, something in my life isn't so, or something in life in the world isn't so. So what I have done, the reason that I get to experience so much success is because instead of thinking that the goal is to avoid breakdown completely, I get that breakdown is part of the gig. And so I just embrace it. And when it comes, I'm like, here we go. This is why, I mean, two hours ago, I'm crying in the fresh time parking lot because I'm just like, it's like open to feelings of the weight of the world. And I'm like, okay, I'm in breakdown. I'm having emotions. And then I get to like, I'm a master I create results. And so what is the lesson I get to get? And I get to come out of it. It's not about having it all together. It's about learning that breakdowns are part of it. And so we get to get the lesson and get out of it. Thank and the you. next day we do it again and again and again. And that's what I do. Yes. I want to acknowledge you because you're just like shattering all the stereotypes or debunking the myths that because you choose to live happy or live your best damn life <laughs> does not mean it doesn't come with the breakdowns. In fact, it probably comes with like more because you're declaring ginormous possibility. But and my heart is so blown open that when I hear something in the world that appears like it's unrelated to me, I can go into breakdown so quick because I'm like, fuck, like that is happening in the world and I'm responsible at some way, some level. And so I go into breakdown, but I know that that breakdown is actually just a tool for me to like come back down to ground zero and get, okay, what's my opportunity? Where do I get to go? Here's how I'm going to show up now to make a difference. Yes. It's so great because I think a major breakdown or a breakthrough is that, uh, is our relationship to a breakdown. 
Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I was number one, especially in our 12 month program. Like I was not okay with breakdown. Like uh, being a collegiate athlete, like it's perfection, perfection, perfection. And any time that I failed and I had this perceived breakdown, I would beat the heck out of myself. I would just annihilate myself verbally, mentally, emotionally, and I was not willing to have a breakdown. Therefore, I didn't have many breakthroughs while I was trying to like grow and like create this giant possibility. And so share a little bit more about that because you're willing to dive into breakdown or feel your feelings, have your emotions, work through something, try and fail or try and succeed. Mm -hmm. So what, like, give us something about that. Yeah. And I will say like, I'm not having breakdowns about the things I used to have breakdowns about. You know, I can remember that when I was first getting started and if a potential client was a no, I was like, Oh, like it's, it's about me. I can't take it. I can't do it. Like now when I get an empowered, no, I'm like, let's celebrate that. Oh my gosh. Like there is just no, a breakdown doesn't exist in that place. Cause it doesn't, it just doesn't from anymore. You know, I'm having now the things that I'm having breakdowns about is like the story that I hear about a local woman in my community being sex trafficked and it's not better or worse than, and I get that what I get to do is be open to it. Feel all of the feelings. I really, really believe that the way that our world, the path for our world, getting to where we're going is not by logical thinking, but by feeling our way there, like ripping our hearts open and saying, I am courageous enough and willing to feel this, even if it means it's going to be painful. Yes. And I'm not saying that logic is bad or that we just like throw logic out the window. That's still important. We need that too. But instead of just only, instead of disconnecting from our bodies and our feelings, I know that the more that I feel, the more that I can make an impact. One of my mentors, Michael Strasner, he's amazing. And I think about this thing that he says every single day. He says, if you're not crying, you're not playing. Mm. And I just love that. Like permission to be all in. Like play so hard that it moves you to tears in whatever that looks like for you. Mm. Thank you. Because this is nothing new for society not to feel our feelings, Mm -hmm. right? It is decades and generations and even eras like men don't cry or boys don't cry or get over it, tough it out, whatever that may be. And so I just want to like talk a bit more about that because avoiding our feelings or I love what you were saying about opening up your heart, it being so open and available that you would feel the impact from miles away or the fact that it is not okay that there are people in this world that are hungry or sex trafficked or homeless and there's mental illness out there. Like, Oh, I feel it's within my bones as if I can like wave my hands and resolve it. Right. Like, and I'm constantly called to it. And so, but the the world is shifting into a more conscious state, like Mm -hmm. the vibration of the planet and the vibration of us as a human source is raising. What do you see there? Oh, possibility. The fact that the vibration is raising and that people are getting conscious means possibility. It means change is available for us right here, right now. And not just change, not like what we're doing is bad, but growth. Yeah. Growth. We get to step into the next level, the next cut, the next wave of who we get to be as humans connected as one in this world. All of that is possible and it gets to be fun while we do it. Yes. Yes. Amen. Let's add the fun. And so we're going to begin to wrap this up, but from the same conversation, what does it look like for Kayla Jetta's heart to be unleashed? Mm. Tangible things come to me. Like what does it look like for Kayla Jetta's heart to be unleashed? Lots of dance parties. Dance parties in my kitchen, dance parties in my office, dance parties in my car, lots of dance parties. It looks like lots of champagne and probably a lot of tears. And they're good tears and tears of experiencing grief. Like, and it's all of it together because my heart is cracked open and I don't think it's like only the good emotions. Like it means all of it. It all gets to go. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that piece because I think the way that it's been for so long is we're conditioned that that's not okay and express ourselves. And I love that your favorite expression is dancing because I, I feel you so much and I love like chest pumping with it and shouting and screaming and cheering. So like I'm with you girl. And in this world, because you are doing it, you are unleashing hearts of this world and causing a ripple effect that is the size of the Atlantic. What is possible if everybody in this world were living their heart unleashed? Woo! Love, unity, harmony, celebration, all of the juicy things and tangibly more money. If everybody's living like that, all of a sudden, everybody gets to have their needs met and more. Everybody gets to live in abundance. Everybody gets to bring in more money and go on the vacations they want to do and do all the things and have all the experiences. That's what it means. Thank you so much. And thank you for bringing your cracked open, unleashed, wide heart to this audience and this podcast and this world. I know that the people that you serve are just living these abundant lives and sharing it. And so thank you because I think that the network, like your web, your reach is just expanding. And I believe we're all connected anyways, but it's just beautiful to see how committed you are to that positive impact. So thank you for the light and the love that you are and the dance parties that you are. I love you. Uh, Abigail, I love you too. I want to acknowledge you for being bliss and badassness. Thanks. Like total... <laughs> Bliss. Yeah, that is the word. It is like waves and waves of bliss when you show up and a badass party and a good time. I'm grateful for you and I love you. Thank you so much. And so I can guess people are going to want to find you and follow you. Where can we do that? Okay, you can at me at Kayla Jetta, K-A-E-L-A-G-E-D-D-A, pretty much anywhere. And also Rise Leadership Circle. Yeah. So Kayla Jetta or Rise Leadership Circle. And I think Abigail will put this in the show notes. I have a little gift for you guys. I have a guide. It's the Conscious Entrepreneur's Playbook to Shatter Glass and Win Brad Without Breaking a Nail. So if you want to dive into more of the discussion that we talked about, it's literally a playbook where you can kind of self-coach yourself for an hour as you go through and just step into my world and that possibility. So Abigail can link that for yeah. you guys. Yeah, it will be in the show notes and you can find her wherever you find me because we are closely linked and I'm so grateful that that's the case. So thank you again for being here. You guys make sure you go follow her, go message her, let her know how amazing this podcast was. Yeah. Tell me that you're BFFs with Abigail. So I can <laughs> give you a shout out on a virtual high five. Awesome. And you guys, if you absolutely did love this show, go let us know about it on iTunes. Let us know about it on Facebook, share it with your peeps. They need to know this message and more in the world. So we are out there unleashing hearts and rising leaders. Thank you for listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Today's Hearts Unleashed podcast is brought to you by Palmsy, a super comfy sock company committed to sharing your message straight from your heart, right through the bottom of your feet. Your host, Abigail Gazda and Palmsy have joined forces to bring you the Hearts Unleashed collection filled with inspiring socks and mugs. Sip your inspiration out of the new mug and come cozy up with us as you tune in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. You can also give the gift of motivation to your loved ones by grabbing their next new favorite pair of socks at Palmsy on Etsy. Thank you for joining us on this journey where we are achieving our dreams one step at a time. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.